Hello and welcome to Heart Awakenings, channeling with Amrita. My name is Amrita, and over the next hour, I'm going to be talking about and channeling about being divinely human. This is what I believe that we are all up to at this time learning how to be the divine ones that we are, to be the the essence which is of the infinite, as Amrith and Aurelia, the entities I channel, call it. We are all limitless love. And at the same time, to be human. To live fifth dimensionally, to live from that consciousness is not to reject or deny or get rid of or kill, as I've seen some people suggest, the 3D world. The 3D world is where we're supposed to show up in fifth dimensional consciousness. It's I've always felt my whole life that if it, spiritual states, states of consciousness where I experience bliss and connection with the divine, if those things only happen when I'm separate from or isolated from or away from my ordinary life and I can't bring it into my ordinary life, then I didn't see the value of it. To me, spirituality doesn't really have a lot of value unless it's something that can be brought to my humanness, brought to my human life, brought to my experience of being a human being. And I've noticed that, and I've even heard it said, uh, that uh, people seem to have this idea that when one becomes enlightened, when one comes into a state of grace, greetings, hello, when that happens, then... There's this idea that we don't feel all the so-called bad things. We don't feel sad and we don't feel grief and we don't feel pain. And this is not the case. We are, all of us, human. And as human beings, we are... Um, divine as well. We are the divine manifesting, expressing as human. So while our humanness may or may not be perceived as divine, it comes from that. And when we are in our divinity, we are also human. We use our humanness to carry that, to carry that presence, to carry that energy, to carry that state of being um, to this plane. Um, Amaretha says, "It's you want to get enlightened, it's really easy, just leave the body. It's it, the, the challenge for us as humans is to be aware of our enlightenment, to be, to, to notice that we truly do know ourselves. Um... And in our direct knowledge of self, included in that is knowing that the human is and is not real. It appears real to us. We're living as if it is real. The illusion is very, very concrete and and seems very, very real to us. And bringing our divinity to that reality and bringing that reality to our divinity That's the bridge, that's the crystalline grid, rainbow bridge between third dimension and fifth dimensional consciousness, uh, reality, uh, awareness. And as we develop and grow and awaken as this happens 
moment by moment by moment, we have an opportunity to be divinely human, to be aware simultaneously of our infinitude, our limitlessness, and be aware of our human experience, which is limited. So, when you are able to notice two opposite things at the same time, you're starting to dissolve that sense of duality. When we embrace opposites as a wholeness, then other dimensions of reality and experience become much more accessible to us. And in that accessibility, we can express our divinity from our humanness. Now, what does that look like? How does that seem? One of the things that it looks like, one of the ways that it manifests, I think, is compassion. When we feel another's pain, it's not just knowing about it, it's not just noticing it, it's actually feeling it. Compassion is when we feel the pain and suffering of another another human being. We actually feel it. And there's a desire to alleviate that. That's a very um, simple way of understanding compassion. So when someone is in their divinity and they're experiencing compassion, they're experiencing their feeling what the other one is feeling. And as we experience what the other is feeling, if what they're feeling is grief or sadness or sorrow or loss, we feel that too. We as humans, regardless of our state of awareness, awakening, enlightenment, or non, we have the capacity to feel the full range of experiences, of feelings that are available to us as humans. So the key is not whether we feel those things or not. The key is whether we stay in them. When we don't have compassion for another and we feel their feeling, we might feel some empathy, but we don't have compassion for them. We don't really get how it is for them. Then it's, there's something in us that is resonant with what they're experiencing that is sticking some people call it being stuck in it. I experience it as sticking. It sticks to some place where I'm identified. I'm identified with having been a victim of such things or I'm identified with being someone who doesn't feel such things. There's some identity, some attachment, some way of being that I haven't let go of. When there's detachment in the sense of being willing and able to release anything that might arise in our experience, that we don't get hooked, that, that there isn't a sticking, or we don't get triggered, as people say. That those experiences simply arise and fall away, which is our natural state. Our natural state is experiencing and letting go, experiencing and letting go. Our natural state is divine. And yet we are human. And one of the things about being human is that we forget about our divinity. That's, that's, that's part of the deal. And then uh, it's up to us to rediscover it. There is, there's a reason why they call enlightenment realization. It's a realization that we already are who we are and that we already can know who we are. We know ourselves, we just forget. We forgot. And then we forgot, we forgot. And now we're remembering, as awakening ones, we're remembering the divinity that we are. And that divinity is not separate from or different from or a negation of our humanness. So, as humans, there's this often a perfection, an ideal 
that we aspire to, thinking that's how we should be. And if we fail, if we fall short of that, then there's a sense of we have weakness, we have shortcomings, we have faults, we have character faults, and so forth. And part of awakening is understanding those things not as faults or flaws, but as learning opportunities. This is what we're here to learn about. This is this is part of the, the journey of being human. We're divine beings and we're pretending to be human and then we forgot we were pretending. And it became very, 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 very real to us. And in that pretense, we are creating something. There's something manifesting here. So as divinely human, we can embrace the wholeness, the totality of ourselves and our experience without judgment, without sticking, without holding back, without holding on. Just experience the body sensations, the emotional states, all the thoughts can come up and fall away and come up and fall away, and we can choose to be identified or not. There's a, a state of being where we can um, start to be conscious of that choice and then make a different choice and create different habits and different pathways in the brain and different ways of being who we are. When we awaken, we begin to change our habits of thought and our habits of feeling as well as our behavior. And the way to change the habit is not to deny the other habit is bad and, and get into conflict with that, but to notice it as a choice and to notice when we choose and when we do not choose to do this or that. So, being divinely human means being human but with an awareness of our divinity. It also means being divine with an awareness of our humanity, of our humanness. One of the elements of being divinely human is being in divine right timing. From the human perspective, the divine is a great mystery. Always will be. So embracing the mystery, being open to the unknown, is part of being divinely human. And when we include that in our plans and in our timing, and when we perceive that what occurs is simply part of the divine timing that is essentially driven by our intentions. And we have many levels of intention. We may have an intention on some level to arrive at a certain place at a certain time. But there may be more important, deeper, more overriding intentions that are stronger than that one. And all of our intentions are taken into account in divine right timing. So there may be an intention to arrive at a certain place at a certain time because we have an appointment or a meeting or there's some event we want to be a part of. And on a deeper level, there's a powerful intention to connect with someone, a particular individual, someone we know or someone we have a sense that we're going to meet. And that individual is delayed by something along the way. And so there's a an intention to connect with that person and there's a, a, a knowingness on the divine level that that individual is converging with us and the trajectory and time of their, conver of their converging with us is such that we need to arrive late in order to connect with them later than we had intended. So there's a random occurrence in the universe that delays us for whatever reason. And we arrive at just the perfect time for our deeper intention to be fulfilled. We don't always know all of these things. Some part of us does. 
And the mysterious divine that we are is orchestrating all of that. Our experience of the external world is driven by the sum whole of all of our intentions. And what people think of as karma, greatly misunderstood by those who are caught up in the victim, perpetrator, blame game idea that karma is a reward for good deeds and punishment for bad deeds. It's nothing of the sort. What karma is, is the result of our choices in terms of what we want to experience and learn about in a particular lifetime. So we as a being, not our conscious human mind, but as a being we make certain choices about how we are going to grow and develop during a particular lifetime. So many experiences come to us that we rail against thinking that we're being punished, but really what it is is we've challenged ourselves to meet and find a creative solution for these experiences that are unpleasant. Amaretha says that in this dualistic world, we as humans, we will experience pain and pleasure. We will experience things we like and don't like. We will experience the good and the bad. This is the duality. When we as a being operate from our divinity, we are able to be aware of the wholeness, the wholeness of all things, the wholeness of that which is. And in that wholeness, there's room for both halves of the polarity, both ends, both ends of the spectrum, if you will. There's good and there's bad. There's pain and there's pleasure. It's the suffering that we have choice about. It is optional. We're not required to suffer, and we can learn how not to suffer, not by turning off our feelings, not by shutting things out, but by allowing our divinity to be more and more and more present in our experience as humans. So what that might look like is that might look like unconditional love. We might be reminded of that unconditional love by certain others, that we experience that love either from or for or both. And it's that love that is available to us. Moment by moment by moment as an awareness because that love, that's who we are. That's what we are. So there's a resonance in uh, the core of our being, in the essence of who and what we are, the, the, the I am, with unconditional love. And when it's palpable, when it's something that we can perceive from our humanness, that makes a bridge, that makes a connection to our divinity, which is that love. It's a reminder of what we are and what each and every one of us is. So being divinely human is is really also about self-love. Because that love is there. It's present. It is the very self. And that unconditional love is offered to and available to our humanness. To all of our human experiences, all of our feelings, thoughts, and actions. That love is available. It's us humans that divide it into good and bad and um, all the other opposites that we have going on. Being divinely human is a real challenge because the human mind wants to make up all this stuff about what being divine is about. I have to be perfect. I have to be acceptable, I have to be some way, and it's not true. It's just not true. There's no have-tos. We are 
infinite divine love, and and that's inclusive of everything. As Amrita says, we are all that is, all that is, not just the parts that we like, all that is, and embracing the totality of all that is. In order to do that, we must be connected with our own self as that limitless love. So, self-inquiry, looking into the self, inquiring, who am I, what am I, that I am this way, that I have these experiences, and openly pursuing that inquiry as a way to know oneself without condemnation or judgment or decisions to be somewhere or not be somewhere, to simply inquire. What is my nature? What is the nature of myself? Who am I? Who is this one that I am? These inquiries can take us deeper into ourselves. And what we find when we do this is that there's kind of like layers and levels. And there's these layers and levels of places where we have banished certain portions of our consciousness from being unacceptable to others and then therefore, therefore to us in our experience, in our humanness. To be divinely human is to meet those levels, to become aware in those places where we have shoved things into our subconscious. To become conscious again and make the choice differently. Choose to experience that which was intolerable at the time. Often these things are um, buried during childhood And as adults, we have a very different perspective. So there's a developmental aspect to some of this. Some of these things come from trauma. We have traumatic experiences, and and rather than relive them over and over again, we consign them to some place in ourselves. Eventually, on the path of awakening, those things will resurface. And as they resurface, they come at a time when we are able to bring healing, to bring wholeness, to bring understanding and wisdom, our own wisdom, to that situation. <coughs> the wisdom that we're giving So as we learn and grow, we become, and awaken more and more, we become more and more able to meet our deeper experiences, to meet ourselves in those places where we weren't able. So it's a process. It's an ongoing unfolding, this awakening process, becoming more and more divinely human. It's not something um, that just happens one day and then it's set. (laughs) Um, There might be a significant shift, a great awareness and awakening that takes place. And then there's this long process of integration and, and coming into wholeness. And part of the reason for this is that we are all one. And when one of us awakens, then a certain portion of everyone's consciousness awakens. And there are still others who are still unawakened. And so there are portions of our consciousness that are unawakened and ready for awakening. And we, over and over and over again, can bring our awareness of that awakening to those places which supports and allows for others to have a greater sense of awakening within themselves. We are all one. We are all interconnected. And yet, each of us has our own personal experience. So, those are some of the thoughts that I've had on being divinely human. And I have been through many, many dark nights of the soul. And I have no doubt those will visit me again. Um, I have been severely depressed and even suicidal. I have faced my rage and my terror and my mindless reactivity. And it's not easy. It, It takes a lot of support. It takes others willing to hold space for that quite often be able to face those kinds of experiences. And in 
being able to do that, whether on the spot or over time, my ability to bring that unconditional love, that limitless love to myself in those situations has grown. And the way I think of myself in those experiences is with greater and greater compassion, less and less condemnation. So I speak from personal experience. This is something that's been very up close and personal for me and my humanness. And I know that each one of us has those graces in us that are so difficult, that are so challenging. And the more we can allow love into those places, the more divinely human we can be. Okay, I'm going to let Amaritha talk now. So... Here's Amaritha, and while Amaritha is speaking through me, I am present and conscious and surrendered in that blissful heart space. So enjoy. I am here. I do greet you all most wonderful. And so it is indeed as if I am Amaritha, extraterrestrial one. And I am here to bring to you many messages. One of these is the message of universal, unconditional, limitless love. That you are such. That all that is is such. And you are all that is. Each and every one of you must be. You are this limitless love. It is your nature. And as human one, you are rediscovering this. For you as human one and and an integral part of the human race. It is as if human race is engaged in an experiment. Let us see if it is possible to go to sleep, wake up again. And so when you are in your awakening, when you are aware of the limitless love that you are, that is all that is, when this occurs, this is a fulfillment little bit of this experiment for human rights. Indeed, it is possible for certain individuals to come back into awareness of the limitless love that you are but forgot that you were. And now in the remembering of what you forgot and forgot you forgot, you are awakening and it is for you to remember, to remember moment by moment by moment this limitless love that you are. To be a knowingness of your very self as such. Not from the mind, but from your being. The wholeness of you. An absolute knowing for you in your human terms. At the core of all that you experience is this knowledge of self. And it is this very love. You understand? Most of And so, dear Lord. It is for you indeed to continue to allow the unfolding, the, uh, the spiraling, the of the awakening. For as more and more of you experience this awakening, as more and more of you are aware of yourselves and the love that you are, as you practice this awareness, as you bring it to your daily life and your so too does the human race awaken a little bit more, most wonderful. Now, it is for me to say to you that there are many, many, many unseen ones. You might call them angel ones. You might call them guide ones. You might call them ascended masters. You might call them extraterrestrials like my very self, you understand. You as a race and you as an individuated one, you have requested help many, 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 many times. If there is anyone out there who can be of assistance to us, to me at this time, please come and help us. You have prayed this many, many times and so here we are. We are here in answer to your call, to your invitation to receive assistance in your awakening. 
And so I myself and Aurelia, we are here to assist human ones. And there are many, 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 many other ones also. And so it is for you, each and every one of you, to seek out as access, be open to, allow those guides, those what you call the totems, those presences and energies that can be of support and assistance to your awakening, to be with you. As they are unseen, not in material form, these ones also can help make the bridge between the third dimension and the fifth dimensional consciousness. Your fifth dimensional consciousness is you in your divine aspect. Your fifth dimensional consciousness is the awareness of your true nature. To bridge this to your humanness, to bridge this to your humanness on this is part of what is occurring. It is as it were your job as human one and as awakening one and as one who has chosen to be alive in human form at this time on this plane. For Gaia herself is also in awakening. And there are many, many opportunities for choice. In fact, each moment, moment by moment, is such an opportunity for you. And so you have an opportunity in each moment to notice your divinity and to notice your humanness simultaneously. That you are the divine in human form. That you are human one as divine. Both is true, you understand. And there is no separation, there is no difference between your divinity and your humanness. It is your own experience, your own perception of such that that determines your perception. How you perceive it is how you perceive it. It is up to you. And the more real to you your perception is of your humanness and of your divinity, the more in alignment with your true purpose as a being you can be most wonderful. And so it does seem to me it is to for me to introduce this one, Aurelia. This one does come from the same universe where I come from. It is a different physical universe than your own. Different physical universe. And as a It is a different physical dimension, you understand. Now, I am here, Aurelia, what is here? In our consciousness, there is no physical form. We do come through this one through whom we speak in channeling this. She does provide the physical connection, the bridge to this place. And this one is in conscious co-creation, you understand, of this channeling this business. And so, I myself do express in this form and fashion, and now here is Aurelia in the expression of that one. Oh, dear ones. Oh, such joy and sweet love in your divinity. That sweet love that you are shines exudes from you. And it is for you to partake of your own divinity from your humanness for the most accessible and available human world. To you in your divinity is your own very self. And whether you are in your humanness or in your divinity or divinely human and humanly divine. It is for you to know that you are limitless love expressing. Whether humanly or divinely, you are limitless love expressing. And so your body, it is an expression of the divine love that you are. 
Your emotions, your human emotions, they are expressions of the divine one that you are. And these are indeed in accordance not only with your nature, but also your intention, dear ones. And so it is for you to affirm again and again and again the intention that is the very heart of you to be found in your heart that is of your heart, your intention to be expressed and know yourself as the limitless love. And as the limitless love, it is for you to not only express this, but share this with others, for they too are the limitless love. And love loves. Love loves to love itself. Love loves to express itself to itself. And so your expressions of love, whether given and received, are for you, dear one, reminders of that sweet love that you truly are most wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you. This is Amrita again. And as always, channeling those ones gives to me the same experience as it gives offers to you. So I hear the words and I feel the energy as it flows through me as words to you. Oh, wonderful and excellent reminders. Thank you. All right, we're going to move into now the meditation and journey for tonight's program. And the journey is going to give you an opportunity to increase your ability to be divinely human. We all have that ability. And as an awakening one, that ability is growing. Uh, So whatever experience you're having is being divinely human, This journey will enhance that experience. Whatever abilities you bring to that, this journey will increase those abilities. And so, dear ones, it is for you to bring your attention now to your breath and to be aware of the breath moving in and out of the body as it does quite naturally. Just observe it. Allow any thoughts maybe having to fall away. Any emotions or feeling states you're aware of. Just notice them and let them go. Any body sensations that arrive, you can notice them and arise. Just be aware of Keep bringing your attention to your breath as it moves in and out of your body. And in breathing, you can notice or intend that your breath be flowing in and out through your heart chakra, the energy center in the middle of your chest. And as you breathe in, there's a flow in through your heart chakra. And as you breathe out, there's a flow out through your heart chakra. And that which you are breathing in and out, it is the limitless love. The limitless love. Breathing this love in, breathing this love out. You can allow this love to flow to all of the cells of your body, to all of the emotions, thoughts, and your being. Breathing this love in and out. In the in-breath, this love flows to every part of you. 
And on the out-breath, the love flows out. Breathing in and out through your heart. Filling your being with love. Allowing this love to flow forth from you. Filling your being with love and in-breath. Allowing the love to flow forth from you and the outside. And at this time, this love has a purifying effect. And it is like a fine tuning, a higher refined or refined vibration and resonance taking place in this wonderful. And so you, dear ones, can allow this. As you continue to be aware of your breath flowing in and out of your heart chakra. And you can be aware of the planet beneath you. And the pull of gravity upon your body, your connection to the earth. And you can imagine going down, down, down to the very center of the earth. Bring your awareness to the very core. For at the center of the earth, at the very core is the heart chakra of the planet. Gaia herself has a heart chakra and it is the very center of the earth. And so as you breathe in and allow the love to fill your being, you can allow it to flow down to the heart of Gaia. And on the out-breath, the love of the Mother Earth for you rises into your heart the very core of the planet and you breathe in the love and allow it to fill your being and flow down to the heart of Gaia and you breathe out and the love of the earth fills your being as you allow the love to flow forth from you and on the in breath now you can also allow that love to flow up and out to the top of your head, straight to the heart of the universe. And on out breath, the love of the all that is meets the love of Gaia for you in your heart. As you allow the love to flow forth from your heart chakra. This is the Amaritha's Heart Breath Meditation, and it is for you to continue with this. Breathing in the love through your heart chakra, allowing it to touch every cell of your body, to touch every part of your emotional and mental being, flowing down to the heart of Gaia, flowing up to the heart of the universe, and on the out-breath as the love flows forth from you to your heart. You are filled with the love of Gaia and the love of the only gifts for you. And so breath by breath and moment by moment, your awareness of your connection with the earth and with the universe does grow. And so it is for you now to notice that as you are breathing in and out through your heart, You can notice the blood flowing through your body. You can notice the bones of your skeleton. You can notice all the organs in the skin. Your external and internal physical reality. This is one dimension of your humanness, dear ones. And as you breathe in the love, and it goes to every cell of your body, you can notice that your physical form is being loved by that which is divine. The limitless love that you breathe in, it is the divine love. And that your cells of your body resonate and vibrate to that vibration of the limitless love. This resonance is a sameness. Your body, every cell of you is made of this love. 
And as you allow for an awareness of the limitless love to touch the cells of your body, they resonate with this love from their own essence of being. Your very physical existence, your very physical beingness is the limitless love. And as you breathe in this love and allow it to touch every cell, every cell vibrates with this resonance. And your very DNA is affected, therefore, as you evolve a little bit as a physical human being. And on the out-breath, which is the love of your heart, your unconditional love that flows forth from you, the limitless love that you are, flows forth from you, from your heart. And you breathe in the love again, and it flows to your human hands. Touching every human emotion, human state that you are capable of, that you have contained in your consciousness and as you breathe out, there is love from you that flows far through your heart as you are loved by Mother Earth and all that is the universe most wonderful. As you breathe in again, this love, it flows to every feeling state, whether sadness or joy, whether grieving or gratitude. Every human emotion, every feeling state that you have ever felt or imagined feeling. This love flows to every particle of these feeling states and as you breathe out. There is love flowing forth from you. And you breathe in the love, and this love is infusing your emotional love, your inner child is receiving love as if for the very first time. Every particle of your emotionality is now being loved by your breath. You simply allow the love to grow to your emotional body. And as you breathe out, you can allow the love that you are capable of flow forth from you most wonderful who you are. And as you continue breathing in and out through your heart in this way, you can also allow this love as you breathe again to flow to your mind. Every thought that you have ever had, every judgment that you have ever had, every release of judgment that you have experienced, every attachment, every detachment, every holding on and letting go, every belief, every intention, every act of will from your mind. As you breathe in this limitless love that you breathe in through your heart flows to your mind. And every part of your mind it is love. Whether judgmental or accepting, whether dualistic or holistic in approach, whether linear or global in thinking, does not matter. One-pointedness, even what you call the fanaticism, it is for you to allow for the love to go to this place in you that is in your emotional being, in your emotion, your mental body, and in your physical form. For these are connected. Your emotional states, your mental states, your physical states are all connected. And now this love that you breathe in through your heart flows along those connections. Your body, your mind, your feeling state. These are all infused with love on the in-breath. And on the out-breath, the love flows forth from and through your heart. 
And as these three aspects of you are infused with love on the in-breath, they make like a triangle. Your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, they make like a triangle. And that triangle turns to pyramid. It is a three-sided pyramid pointing upward. And a reflective pyramid pointing downward descends now. This is comprised of the tri-unity of all that is, the universe, and Gaia herself, and your very self and your divinity. This forms another pyramid that descends point downward as you in your humanness described by the pyramid pointing upward. And as they converge, their points meet and pass each other and as they converge, they form the Merkaba. This is your light body. And when you operate in your humanness from your light body, this is you being divinely human. And in the center of the Merkaba is your very heart, through which you breathe in the love, breathe out the love again and again and again. Breath by breath and moment by moment. Your very being is infused with the love, the unconditional love that you as human ones can be aware of. And so, dear ones, as you are aware of this love, you are aware of your very self. As you are infused with this love and surrounded by the light of your light body, you are loving your very self. For you are this limitless love and your love loves to love itself. And so, you and your divinity are loving yourself and your humanness and you and your humanness are loving your divinity. And it is of a wholeness. The Merkaba is the wholeness. And you as divine being and you as human one are one and the same dear ones. And so moment by moment and breath by breath you always have the to notice this, to notice that you are divinely human, that you are human and divine, that there is no difference, there is simply a difference in expression, but you are one and the same, the very one that you are. And as you are one, you can have thoughts, and as you are one, you can have feeling states. And as divine, you can hold as sacred all of that which you are. You can hold yourself in love and compassion as one who is experiencing a human emotion, a human having a human thought. Your divinity does not go away. And you can hold an awareness of it as you experience from the human perspective as well. And so, dear ones, it is for you now to bring the Merkaba into your heart. Let it shrink down so that your heart is surrounding that Merkaba. It is the reminder to you of your light body and of the wholeness of your divinity and your humanness as one. And this Merkaba resides in your heart. It's always accessible when you remember your heart. You remember to breathe in and out through your heart and so you can notice now your human physical body. Be aware of your hands and feet, your body, your head, your breath, your surroundings, the room that you're in, or if you're outdoors, wherever you are. Bring yourself back so to speak. Ah, 
It was a very wonderful and powerful journey and as always a surprise to me. I had no idea what they were going to do, what we were going to do uh, during these journeys and these meditations. We operate as a triunity, Amaritha and Aurelia and myself. It's a very amazing experience. So, dear ones, we come to another completion of another program. We are all limitless love and we embody that in our lives as awakening ones. We share ourselves as human. We share ourselves as divinity in our lives, in our world with all other ones, whether they are awakened or not. We get to choose the company we keep. And as we go about our daily lives, as we go about our human activities, we encounter many other ones. And each one, each other human one, is also divinely human. And the more aware that we are of our own divinity, the more we are aware of the divinity of others as well. Most wonderful. <laughs> and so, dear ones, Amaretha says, it is with great joy that we are with you in this channeling this way. And dear ones, you may call upon us at any time. And until the next time, we are together again. In this way, we do give to you our blessings and our love. Thank you for your time and your attention. We are so blessed to have you with us. We cannot do this channeling without you. Now, Here's a little bonus for those of you who are staying on to the very end here. And so it is for you, dear ones, now to allow for the pouring of love and light from the heart of the universe down in through the top of your head to flood and fill your entire being with light. And as it fills your body and all of your energy bodies, it flows down, down to the earth. And so the love of the all that is is given to the earth through you as channel, so to speak. And it is this divine light that you are most wonderful. Good night, dear ones. Good night. Mm -hmm.